Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which our risen Savior comes to us here today is a portion of the Gospel from Luke 24. We focus on verses 44 through 48. Jesus said to his disciples, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior, God is light. You heard those words in the second lesson today from 1 John chapter 1. You see them illustrated on the front of your bulletin cover today. God is light. Picture the early morning darkness of that Sunday after after Good Friday. All is dark. All is gloom. But then the rising sun shatters the night. Its rays reveal an empty tomb. Light fills the land. Morning breaks upon the tomb. Jesus scatters all its gloom. But as you well know, dear fellow Christians, we look out into this world and we still see darkness that fills this world. Darkness fills the human heart. How does God's light penetrate such darkness? Well, Jesus has accomplished the mission he came to this earth to do. He has died for the sins of the world and risen for the justification of sinners. And now, in the text here today, you see him sending out his disciples to shine with that message of God's light into the darkness of this world. That's the Easter mission he sends them on, and that, dear friends, is... Easter mission, he sends you and me out on as well. And that's our theme here this morning. Jesus sends us out on our Easter mission. Now, how does he enable us to carry out that mission? Well, he enables us by opening our minds to understand his written word. And what ex- that's the first part. And secondly, what exactly is this mission? It's to herald his words of repentance and forgiveness. That's part two. But first of all, to part one. There was this brilliant young man. He considered the Bible to be one of the greatest pieces of literature, ancient literature. He learned Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. To go back to the original, he studied the Bible, analyzed it, memorized long sections, His academic papers on the Bible were getting recognized. Many were concerned to consider him one of the greatest scholars of the scriptures. But you, dear Christian, you know the Bible better than he did because he did not believe. All the human learning in this world cannot penetrate the mystery of God's love that is hidden in the words of the scriptures. 
Oh, they can discover the human drama played out in the Bible stories. They can see man's account of the battle of good versus evil. They can even see Jesus in his goodness teaching us to be loving. But they cannot see their Savior, the only Savior, the Savior they desperately need to rescue them from sin and death. No amount of human learning wisdom or insight can discover that. Only Jesus. Only Jesus can open our minds to understand the scriptures with believing hearts. That's what he did for his disciples on that first Easter night. And that's what he continues to do for you and me today, dear friends, as he sends us out on our Easter mission. He opens our minds to understand his written word. Now, how does he do that? Well, how did he do it for his disciples on that Easter night? Look at what he's doing as it says that he opens his minds. Look at the verses before and after that. He's speaking his words to them. And not just any words. He's speaking the words that bring the message of the Bible, of the scriptures, which at this time was the Old Testament, which Jesus refers to as the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. Jesus was opening their hearts and minds through his words, his written words. Just note how the scriptures bring that out. He said to them, this is what I told you, everything that is written about me. He told them, this is what is written. That's how Jesus opens our minds. That's how he enlightens our dark hearts, through his written word, the scriptures. And he does that not by putting us into some sort of meditative trance or by having us emptying our thoughts or by having us be religious or do religion like sitting in pews while we drift off elsewhere. No. How does he open our minds? Well, it's through this written word itself. And it's not because we have such deep insights into its truths by our own uh, mental abilities. No, that's not it at all. Rather, it is through the written word that Jesus sends his Holy Spirit to open our minds to understand and believe what no human insight could ever discover. For you see, this written word, the word of God, is the sword of the Spirit to penetrate the the obstinate, stubborn ignorance and, and, and pride of our own hearts. This word, this written word, is the Spirit's light that shines into the darkness of our ignorance and unbelief. It is this word of God that first of all confronts you and me with the truth of our fallen nature, leading each of us to confess, yes, I am that godless lawbreaker the commandments accuse me of being I cannot rescue myself because I am a powerless, helpless sinner whose whose best works even bring down condemnation. Who can rescue me from this pit of death and hell? And then this written word brings to you and declares to you, here, here is the one, the only one who can rescue and save you, dear sinner. Here is your Jesus. God's Son. He, 
He alone is the atoning sacrifice. He is the payment that takes away the sins of the world. He is the righteousness that brings you God's declaration, God's verdict of acquittal. Here is your Jesus. And he who died for you has risen in victory. In him you have forgiveness and eternal life. That is what the Bible, the written words of Scripture declare. And that is what has brought light into our dark hearts. The Holy Spirit has, through the word, kindled faith in your heart to shine brightly. That is how he enlightens our dark hearts and opens our minds. That brilliant young man regarded, had high regard for the Bible, and yet he rejected its truth about his sinfulness, and he rejected its truth about the Savior he desperately needed but refused to admit. But before we dismiss this young man shaking our heads at him, there is one lesson for us to learn from him, isn't there? He may have considered the Bible only to be great literature, but look at how he dedicated himself to learning that. Like, like some people can quote movie lines or sports statistics, he, he knew the Bible. And that was only because he was convinced it was great literature. You are convinced that the Bible is so much more than that. You are convinced that it is the words of eternal life. You are convinced that this written word is the word of your God and Savior. You are convinced that these are the words that endure forever. Does your dedication to learning the Bible match that conviction? Don't let the light of God die in your hearts because of failure or neglecting of God's word. The more we study the scriptures, the more Jesus opens our minds to understand and the better equipped you are to carry out that Easter mission Jesus sends you out on. For he doesn't send us out unprepared. Rather, he has prepared you and continues to prepare you through his written word as he opens your minds to understand it more and more. And now, what exactly is this mission he sends us out on? It's to herald his words of repentance and forgiveness, which brings us to part two here. And as we begin part two, think of another young man, entirely different young man. He lived many centuries ago. Picture him riding into town, into a village on horseback. He's wearing what we would describe maybe as a long sleeveless shirt or short coat that goes about halfway down to his knees. It's emblazoned with bright colors, showing the regal lion, the coat of arms of the king, and all who see him recognize him as the herald who has come to proclaim the message from the palace. Now, as Jesus says here, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached. The Greek word translated preached is the word that describes what a herald does, or to use a more modern picture, what an ambassador does. Heralds or ambassadors do not speak their own message. They speak whatever their king or president or government sends them out to speak. And you, dear Christians, you are heralds of God's Son, the King of Heaven. Now, what is that tabard, that coat of arms that you wear? 
Well, I think we could think of it as two categories here. First of all, your coat of arms is the devotion to your Savior as you gladly hear and learn His word confessing His truth. And then secondly, it's the love and kindness and forgiveness you show to others as you serve one another. Those two things are the coat of arms that identify you not only as a child of God, but as an herald, as an ambassador of heaven's king. Now, a herald's mission is all about the message. And here Jesus makes it very clear what the message is. In fact, the entire Bible is that message. And Jesus summarizes it like this. This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Doesn't that sound familiar? It's the same message that has already penetrated your hearts to shine into that darkness. Yes, that same message is the message for you and me to share. That good news is yours not only to believe, but also to share. The same message that enlightens your heart is yours to share. The same message that works repentance in you, showing your sins and revealing your Savior, that's the message for us to share. The same message that brings you forgiveness in Jesus, the crucified and risen Christ, that, dear Christians, that is our message to herald. For you see, we are not only heralds, we are also witnesses. You are witnesses of these things, Jesus says. Now, we're not witnesses quite in the same way that the apostles were. They were eyewitnesses who saw and touched and spoke to Jesus. They had been instructed by him personally and sent out by him directly. Now, we're not witnesses in that way. But we, you and I, we are still witnesses. For you have witnessed how God's word has changed your hearts and lives. You are witnesses of how God's law has convicted you of sin, crushing your human power, destroying all hope in your own strength, and you are witnesses of how the message, the good news, that Jesus has died for you and risen in victory, you are witnesses of how that message has transformed your heart and brought you real peace and hope and strength In him you have full and free forgiveness. His suffering has paid for the sins of the world, including yours. His resurrection declares your acquittal. You have life, new life in Christ. What joy. And all this, dear friends, all this is based on Jesus' name. Notice how he says that. Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name. It's based on what he has done. If it had anything to do with our efforts or attempts, all would fail. But it's based on his name, his accomplishments, his promises. He has won the victory. He has defeated sin, Satan, and death. He has risen in glory, and he has done this for you. That's why we can be confident That's why you can be sure and certain that his forgiveness is true. That is why you can proclaim his victory with full confidence. Yes, you are heralds of that victory. 
You are witnesses of how that victory has brought you life, eternal life. And that's that's the Easter mission Jesus sends you and me out on. That's how God's light shines into this dark world like the morning sun. It shines out through you. So herald his written words of repentance and forgiveness. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please be seated for the offering.